Hi, and welcome to the Everything Eichler podcast, brought to you by Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's. I'm Michelle Eichler, and I'm filling in for Fred this week. Um, we have a very special guest today. We're super excited about it. Um, first of all, the reason the special guest is here is because the Taurus marketing team is here at our ranch um, doing videos, photos, all kinds of cool stuff, and uh, we're taking advantage of the situation. So who our guest is, is Jesse Harrison. And uh, Jesse, welcome. Thank you. Uh, I'm excited to be here. Oh, we're so <laughs> excited to have you. I'll tell you, Trent is probably the most <laughs> excited because he, he is all into the pistol shooting and um, just super excited that you're here. So I, I had asked you kind of earlier before we started, you know, like what your title is, what you've done and everything like mm -hmm. that. And you said, oh, just say world champion. But that doesn't <laughs> quite... You know, we hear world champion. So mm -hmm. I'm going to actually say what you are because it is amazing. <laughs> so she is a world and national champion pistol shooter. She is the first lady USPSA grandmaster. Um, she has over 100 world and national titles in seven different divisions. Wow. <laughs> and you don't look over 21. So how did you do oh, all that? Oh, you just made my day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so ex explain a little bit of that to, to the audience and, and let them know exactly what that means because that is impressive. Well, thank you. So I'll start with the First Lady Grandmaster because I think some of the other stuff might be self-explanatory. Uh, first of all, USPSA is an organization that I compete in. It's the United States Practical Shooting Association. And practical shooting is... Um, uh, the type of shooting I compete in where we have field courses and we kind of run and gun and shoot on the move. Uh, targets are a mix between paper and steel. And it's to emulate a practical setting. And within this sport, we have classification ranks. And that just means you're ranked based off of your skill level. And it starts at Grandmaster at the top, which is the top 5% of our sport, and it goes all the way down to master, A class, B class, C, D, and then unclassified. And I it had set this as a goal from, you know, my early days of shooting career was mm -hmm. I wanted to be a grandmaster and I wanted to be the first female. There had never been one before. Wow. And it's something that I worked on for a very long time. And the hardest part about it is when I compete at a match, I compete in ladies category, so I'm, comp I'm competing against the other ladies, but I can also see where I stack up against the men. Because of the score. Because of the score. Okay. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to classifications, there's no, category, there's no category breakdowns. It's just everyone against everyone. Wow. So my scores for a classification are going directly against the men. So I had to put up scores that are the top 5% of the sport. So there's no room for error. Yeah. So it's that's probably one of my proudest um, achievements in my career uh -huh. is, you know, making the grandmaster status, being the first lady to wow. do it. Wow. And so. you're, I mean, you're actively competing all the time. You just I recently, am. I think, won another. I did right yeah. before I came here. I yeah. had an area championship, which is just a regional for um, the type of shooting I was just explaining, the practical shooting. Uh -huh. And uh, this was area seven, which is the northeast region. So I was in New Hampshire competing. And um, it was a great match. It was actually my first practical match for the year. I had been competing in still challenge uh, up until this point, which is a different type of discipline. And it's all speed shooting. So it's everything fast. Um, so it was just a great way to kick off that type of sport for the year and for the rest of the season. That's awesome. So I have to Thank I have you. to tell you, um, Trent kind of looked you up on Instagram yesterday, <laughs> and he was watching some of the videos, and he's like, 
oh my gosh, mom, you can't believe how fast she shoots. <laughs> so we're excited because I know Aww. you're going to take him out there and show him a, yes. a few of your, your... I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I have a feeling he's going to be pretty good because I was talking to him earlier and he's a gamer. Yeah. And usually if you're a video gamer, you can pick up the shooting really yeah. easily. <laughs> very, very cool. Okay, so obviously you have accomplished something that no other woman has accomplished. How did you even get started in this? How does a lady like you get started into this kind of lifestyle? So I grew up in a shooting household. Um, that was just our way of life. My dad is a competitor. He still shoots to this day. Um, and my mom would go to the range with him and shoot as well. Not on a competitive level. She just, you know, liked to go and be with him and then shoot as well. Um, uh -huh. She just never really wanted to compete a whole lot. But so I was born into this lifestyle. Um, there's pictures of my brother and I in our playpen on the range while, you know, my mom and dad are doing their thing. And um, my dad actually won the uh, USPSA state championship titles for Georgia, where uh -huh. I'm from. Uh, both years for when my brother was born and when I was born. Wow, how cool. And then he moved on to cowboy action shooting, which is what I was competing in or what I started competing in mm -hmm. um, when I first started to shoot. And he is a five-time world champion in cowboy action shooting. So it's in your genes. It's Yes, <laughs> I didn't have a choice. <laughs> so I just, I literally grew up on the range and had that access to it. Um, it wasn't anything that my dad ever forced me to do. It was always, you're going to come to the range with us and uh -huh. you can shoot if you want to, or right. you don't have to, it's up right. to you, but you'll be here. And it wasn't until I was 15 years old that I actually decided I wanted to compete. I had gotcha. shot at the range with him a lot growing up and I just enjoyed to go plink and, you know, be with him. Uh -huh. But it wasn't until I was 15 until I decided I wanted to compete. Wow. So. Very, very cool. <laughs> All right. So, um, I know, like, you're here with Taurus. They have mm -hmm. all kinds of really cool guns here. Um, here in Colorado, it's an open carry state. Okay. Um, but I have a concealed carry permit, mm -hmm. and I carry um, everywhere and anytime Good. I can. Um, and I know you carry. I do. So what what is your go-to carry gun? I know I like the hammerless revolver mm -hmm. because for somebody who – is not as proficient as you know as you are that to me is in a in a tough situation you it's know, you don't have to think about anything it's just, just a, pull the a trigger. point and shoot yeah right so what but mm -hmm. what's your favorite carry gun so that's a hard question for me because i have a couple of favorites but i'll explain each one um i do uh, prefer the 856. I have one of those that i carry and that's one that i kind of keep in my vehicle not so much carry on my person um i also have the spectrum that's what I typically carry on me every day. Um, it's just, it's lightweight. Um, it's very easy to carry. You know, it has a smoother edges, so there's nothing that's going to snag. And I mm -hmm. can conceal it and be extremely comfortable with it. Um, I also have a few others that I like to kind of keep around, you know, in the house. Sure. Or, and those are the bigger ones. Um, I usually have a 1911 somewhere, but mm -hmm. that's also what I use to compete. So it's something right. that's familiar. But it just kind of depends on what I'm going to be doing as to what I will carry. But nine times out of ten, I will lean towards the spectrum if I'm going to conceal or carry. The carry. Mm -hmm. Now, I know for me and for somebody who is not as proficient, mm -hmm. um, I, you know, I hunt. Yeah. Um, and we shoot all the time, but I'm nowhere near, you know, <laughs> totally proficient. But I'm very comfortable with my revolver. Um, 
I think for somebody, a woman out there that's going to carry, is that what would you suggest? Would you? It's usually either a revolver or something like the Spectrum, something very small. Um, a revolver, like you mentioned earlier, is very easy to operate. You don't have to worry about is there an external safety? Uh, do I have to rack the slide? Right. Because you load the revolver and it's literally, like I said, it's a point shoot. There's no thinking. So that's typically what women lean towards mm -hmm. when they're first introducing themselves to concealed carry and making choices. Um, I also like to show them the spectrum because it's in case they don't care for the revolver platform. Um, that's a great option. It's small, it's lightweight, it's a 380, so it's not a big caliber. Mm -hmm. And that's another thing that I like to, um, help introduce to women is that you don't have to carry around a 45 ACP like most right. people think. Right. The technology of uh, projectiles and ballistics is so advanced nowadays that you can carry a 380. And as long as you are educated and have taken the time to learn how to shoot practice. and practice, mm -hmm. then a well-placed shot of a 380 is going to do just as much as a 45 would, exactly. you know, and you don't have to worry about being afraid of the recoil or the gun going off right. or anything like that. I actually practice with the 38 and yeah. then put the 357s in there. Oh, yep. So it's a little bit hotter right. for the carry round. Yep. Right. For the carry so. round. So, mm -hmm. and you know, that way I, I doesn't hurt my hand, honestly. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Awesome. So, um, what is, I know you were out there a little bit with Trent yesterday. You're going to be out there again today mm -hmm. with him. What is the most common reason you see people that um, miss or I know you, you mm -hmm. guys were shooting plate rounds. Mm -hmm. um, what's the most common mistake people make? What's something that people can do to kind of get more <laughs> proficient? And mm -hmm. uh, So for beginner shooters or someone who hasn't had a lot of time or training behind a firearm, the most common thing you're going to see is they're going to flinch. Mm -hmm. And a flinch is you are anticipating the shot going off and in doing that, you are either going to clench your hands while you pull the trigger, you're going to slap the trigger, you're going to yank the trigger, or you're going to somehow disturb your sight picture or the firearm and make the shot go somewhere Else. other than where you're aiming. Right. And a lot of times it's something you can't see or feel. You don't realize you're doing it because it's done simultaneously when you're pulling the trigger and the gun going off kind of masks what's happening. Right. So I had Trent out on the range the other day and he wanted to shoot the PT-92 because that's what he has in his video game. Uh -huh. So he was like, I want to shoot that first. And since that's a centerfire nine millimeter caliber, it's a little bit bigger round than, you know, say the 22. And it's a bigger gun. So it was a little bit harder for him to get a good grip on it. And I noticed he was starting to have that flinch, flinch that I just explained. Mm -hmm. He was anticipating that shot going off. So I told him, I said, let's, um, let's take a break from this one and let's try the TX 22. And we had a suppressor on it. So that made it really, really cool. Good, yeah. And immediately he, his, uh, his skill just jumped. He started knocking the plates down because there wasn't that, um, and not that he was afraid of the pistol going off, but it's literally an explosion. Right. And he was able to just focus on the fundamentals I was explaining to him of, 
you know, having uh, more grip with your left and relax your right and have a smooth trigger press front to back. And he was able to focus on that without the gun going off and that being a distraction of something. Right. So that's the number one um, thing that you see with people when as people. they're learning or um, if you develop a bad habit, nine times out of ten, it's going to be some sort of a flinch. Flinch. Mm-hmm. Well, I know uh, we're talking about all the competition. You know, our our household, our our five I, everything Eichlers, <laughs> um, we do a lot of hunting. Yeah. And I know you're a very accomplished hunter, mm-hmm. um, something well, that you nothing enjoy. Nothing like you and Fred. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you enjoy it. I so do. What, what is your favorite? what is your favorite hunt? What's your favorite weapon to hunt? Oh, man. Um... So I would have to say maybe one of my favorite things to do is turkey hunt. Uh-huh. And that's probably because I don't have to sit still that long. And <laughs> I can interact with the, the bird, the animal. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoy that. I can't call, so I need someone to call for me. I can. Uh, I like to act like I'm calling uh-huh. and try and call. And it sounds like a turkey is dying. But um, And that's something I have to work on. Uh-huh. But I just really like turkey hunting. I love the interaction between hunter and animal. Right. Um, also like to deer hunt that because that's what I grew up doing and that's the majority of my hunting has been whitetail hunting so I enjoy that as well um in Georgia on the east you know we do a lot of stand hunting so you Mm -hmm. just get in the stand and you sit and wait Mm -hmm. but as I started um I guess expanding my hunting resume and being able to come out west and do some hunts I was able to learn spot and stalk hunting which I've really grown to love because it's much more exciting than just sitting in the stand and waiting and hoping you picked the right spot to put your stand. Right. And you're, um, you're actually, you're actually, you know, taking your skills against the animal skills exactly. in a very direct manner. Yes. Yeah. So I really enjoy that. That's probably That's awesome. So favorites. you like hunting with a pistol, a shotgun, a rifle, a bow? I've hunted with all of those. Uh-huh. And obviously rifle is going to be the easiest out of out of the group um I love to bow hunt I haven't done as much bow hunting as I have rifle hunting but I really like bow hunting just because one it's an added challenge and it you really have to be on your game and outsmart the animal you're hunting which Mm -hmm. I think is a much uh more satisfying experience when you do Uh um but I have done a few handgun hunts and those are probably those would probably be my favorite just because that is, I mean, that's my passion. That's your passion, Is yeah. handguns, and that's what my career and my life has been evolved around. So to be able to tie hunting, another passion of mine, in with the handguns, it just makes it a really cool experience. You know, as far as hunting, um, you get really excited, right? I get really yeah. excited. Usually I get excited. Fred gets really Like really excited. excited. <laughs> so all of your competition, do you find that's yeah. really helped you in controlling the adrenaline um, when I'm hunting when you're hunting absolutely not no listen to that wow and let me tell you why (laughs) well because I still get nervous when I shoot when I compete and it's typically the first stage of every match I go to Mm -hmm. I still get those butterflies in my stomach I get that adrenaline surge and you know I can feel just the jitters but I love that feeling and I feed off of that feeling and there's other types of matches where um, there's a match I shoot, it's called Bianchi Cup, and it is all accuracy, and there's no room for error. It's You literally have to make perfect shots. So when I get those nerves and that adrenaline dumps, it's harder for me to contain it and control it because I can't use it as a physical advantage. So I still experience nerves and everything in that, but I know how to use it in that element. 
when I go hunting and I'm in the moment of, you know, right before I make a shot or you see, you know, a, a big trophy animal that you're after, it, I get all of those emotions as well, but it's completely different because now that's a living, breathing creature. Right, right. And it's not just a target and a shot I'm trying to make. It's, I mean, I, it's nothing I take lightly. I mean, you're going to take the life mm-hmm. of the animal, but it will serve a purpose for you and it's the circle of life. Right. And, but the emotion and the adrenaline, it's just a completely different feeling and it's a different element than what I know and what I know how to control in shooting. Um, I can, the actual shooting itself um, does help when I go hunt to help make the shot. Sure, sure. But just the, the whole emotion, the, and the whole emotion is just a, a, a different roller coaster when I go hunt. So, wow. which I love because I don't, you know, I, I know the feeling of shooting and I know the nerves and I control them and it's, you know, it's the same thing. Yeah. So this is like just, you know, yeah. And every situation, yeah, every, <laughs> every situation in hunting, I'm sure it's you different. Know, you, it's different. I yeah. mean, you know, yep. what, what animal is in there? I, mm-hmm. I usually don't get really excited. Um, even if, say, a trophy buck walks in, I'm not going to shoot it. Yeah. For some reason, my tag is for a doe or whatever, yeah. you know, and I love watching them. I love being kind of in that moment and yeah. everything. But a doe could walk in, and if I have a doe tag, I go to, you know, that's, yeah. it's just amazing. All of a sudden, you know, your your heart's beating in your ears, and you're, you know, yeah. it's oh, just, know. it's such an amazing feeling. I think yeah. if people haven't hunted, they really don't understand that. So they don't. Um you said your dad got you into the pistol shooting. Who got mm-hmm. you into hunting? Uh, the same. I just same. grew up. Yep. My dad and my brother grew up hunting. And uh, honestly, I don't think I was, it was maybe 16 or 17 when I finally said, oh, I want to try hunting too, you know? Uh-huh. And it wasn't that I was never invited. I just, you know, I was a girl. That was my right. mom and I did girl things when my dad and my brother went hunting. And um, we all went and shot as a family, but that was just something, you know, that I hadn't ventured into yet. And um, when I first decided I wanted to go hunt, I was immediately hooked. Same thing with shooting. Uh-huh. And I honestly feel like, you know how some people know exactly what they want to be from a young age right? and they set out and that's, you know, what they do. I never knew what I wanted to be when I grew up, when I was younger. I thought, you know, one time I wanted to be a lawyer, a doctor, uh, when I was itty bitty, you know, I, I loved ice skating for some reason. Um, <laughs> in Georgia. In, yeah, in the yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was not going to work out well. <laughs> um, but it was always changing. It was never really anything I was passionate about. Mm-hmm. It was just something, you know, if I saw it on TV, I was like, oh yeah, that'd be cool. Um, so, and it wasn't until I shot my first competition that I realized this is what I was meant to do. Wow. And then when I ventured past that and started hunting is when I feel like I just truly found who I was going to be. Right. And that's, you know, being outdoors, having the shooting, hunting, outdoor lifestyle. I, I just love it. And I feel like that's where I found myself and then just, you know, took off from there. So. Right. Right. And that's, that's, uh, you know, we raised our boys in that lifestyle mm-hmm. and it's just, it's so wholesome. And so, it is. um, it, it's amazing to wake up every day and, and look outdoors and just see, yeah. see the beauty. Um, it, it's hard not to be addicted to it. Oh, I know. It's and amazing. the view you have to wake up to out here is absolutely amazing. <laughs> I went to bed last night and looked out the window and I'm looking up at all the stars. It was, uh, it was amazing. It's, <laughs> it's amazing. So, um, in order to do what you do, obviously you're an amazing shot. 
but what is the training involved? Like, you know, mm -hmm. you know, just physically, I know I've watched some of your videos and you're not just not pointing and shooting a gun. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of physical aspect to it. So what's your it training regimen? What do you, what do you do to prepare? So range training is if I'm home, I go to the range and I train, especially within probably two, three weeks leading up to a match. If I'm home, I'll be on the range every day practicing. And that doesn't mean I'm out there from sunup to sundown. Um, when I first started uh, competing and making this a career, I thought I had to be on the range, you know, so many hours a day to make it feel like I was actually working and had to shoot so many rounds. You know, I would go through a thousand rounds a day and not even think about it. But as I've, you know, gotten further along in my career, I've learned how to work smarter, not harder. Right. <laughs> and I've learned that, you know, there's a, a point that, you know, I'll get to in practice and it's the point of diminishing returns that you've lost your, uh, focus, you're, uh, mentally tired, physically tired, you know, your hands start to hurt. And then there's, you know, there's no point in pushing past that. So right. training for me on the range is I usually try not to shoot over 500 rounds a day. Just simply. That's a lot though. That's when still I hear a that. lot. That's a yeah, lot. That's a lot for yeah. someone who doesn't do this on a regular basis. Sure. But for me, that's just, that's just a good day's practice. And that could take, maybe two hours or that could take four hours. It depends on what I'm training for. But off of the range, I'm in the gym every day if I'm home. And if I'm away traveling, I find something to do that's physical just to keep my physical level where it needs to be for what I do. Because like you said in the videos, it's a very active sport. Right. Some of it is stand and shoot, but the practical shooting, I mean, it's running and gunning. And the better physical condition I'm in, the better overall my shooting will be. Right. So I spend a lot of time in the gym. Plus I just, I enjoy working out. So that's mm -hmm. also like, um, a relaxation thing for me as well. I know that sounds odd, but yeah. <laughs> no, that's awesome. I, I noticed that while you've been here with the marketing team for Taurus, um, every morning you've been going out for a walk and yeah. uh, walking down, you know, to the I'm reservoir. not running because I will probably pass out from the altitude. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the air is I'm, a little thinner. I'm out here. of breath just walking, but <laughs> yeah. yes, I do try and at least mm. get a walk in. <laughs> Very cool. Well, I know that you also um, do training. You you also mm -hmm. train people. People can come to you and um, for lessons or yeah. Exact. Explain if somebody out there is interested in this and wants to get into it or just wants to become a better shooter, not mm -hmm. necessarily compete, mm -hmm. uh, but be a better shooter. Yep. How do they how do they go about that? What do you what is all entailed in that? So I am a co-owner of Meta Group International, which is a company that my boyfriend Casey Subio and I started. And it's just a firearms training company. And Casey is one of the top ranked male shooters in the world. And um, he's been competing since he was eight years old. I've been competing since 15. So together, we just have a lot of years and experience behind firearms. And He's done training on his own and I've done training on my own and we just decided, you know what, we could have, you know, a pretty cool company and, mm -hmm. you know, offer some, some great training services if we, you know, put this together. So we started Meta Group and Meta stands for Most Effective Training Available and we offer uh, private one-on-one -on -one training. We can do small group classes. We can do big classes if someone wants to, you know, put together a big event. Um, but what we really like to focus on and what we get a lot of satisfaction out of is we do a lot of military training. And um, Casey's former military. He was on the Army Marksmanship Unit team. And um, we just, that's probably the most rewarding work that we do is to go help, uh, go help soldiers, special forces, whoever it is, and just 
offer them a little bit of knowledge that, you know, hopefully could help save their life or bring them back home, you know, if ever needed. And we just really enjoy that work. So if anyone was wanting to find information about the training company or um, sign up for anything, uh, we have a website. It's metagroup, M-E-T-A group dot U-S. And they can also email myself at jesse at metagroup.us or Casey, which is letter K, letter C at metagroup.us. And um, we just, you know, we, we like to provide the knowledge that we have to someone who is looking to get into training, is looking to better their skill or competitive skill. Um, we do from start to, you know, beginning to advance training, all of it. Very cool. And do you just do pistols or can, do you do AR training or? So we focus primarily on pistol because that's Mm -hmm. our background. Mm -hmm. Um, But a lot of the drills that we have can be incorporated to uh, rifle training, say AR or PCC, pistol caliber carbine. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of these drills will translate to rifles. Um, We haven't ventured a lot into shotgun just because that's not really our background. But what we have been able to do is we have a lot of contacts with other shooters that we can subcontract that training if we need to. So say someone, say you had a group out here that Mm -hmm. wanted to do um, long range rifle training. Sure. We have uh, people that are also instructors that we can pull in and say, okay, well, we've got a guy we can send you and just kind of subcontract that work. Right. Because I know uh, Trent is um, getting getting some lessons from Mm -hmm. you, but he was very interested in doing the three gun. Yes. Um, So you have some suggestions for him him on the AR platform and then also the shotgun side. Yes. And I, it has been so long since I shot any three gun. So, and like I told you earlier, I'll show him whatever he needs to know on the pistol side, but I would feel like I would do him a disservice to try and ease his way into three gun because I just haven't done it so long. And there's so much equipment that goes into that and the loading techniques. And so with that, I would point him to someone in the three gun world to kind of help finish out you know, his three gun training. Absolutely. So. Well, I'll tell you what, we are so blessed to have you here. We're excited to have the tourist <laughs> Me <too>. team in. <laughs> We've been trying to get you out here forever. I know. I'm so glad it has finally worked out. <laughs> and we really are looking forward to maybe having you out on a hunt sometime. I would love soon. that. We'll get that. We'd love to have that on everything Eichler and Absolutely. Uh, have Jesse out here, maybe shooting something with a pistol. And, oh my uh, gosh, that would be great. <laughs> that would be really fun. Or we could do a bow hunt. We could do whatever because, yeah. uh, we, you know, we have everything out here. Everything I know, uh, that's right. <laughs> but we want to thank everybody for um, joining us today. Um, Jesse, you've been absolutely wonderful thank and a wealth of knowledge. <laughs> and I'm just, I feel uh, very honored to have you here. Oh, I love love you. to see women that are out there in our outdoor sports just killing it. And I do you too. are you are a, a great role model, and uh, I suggest any ladies out there that want to get involved, if anything, just you know, go to Jesse's social media, um, check yep. it out, and uh, it's it's just great to have you here. So thank you, thank so, you much. so much. <laughs> Appreciate it.